The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. Today is the first episode of the Sweet 16 round for our 2022 patron tournament. Adam, yeah. what's the field looking, at, looking like right now? Well, yeah, it uh, took us... Almost half the year to get here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're starting off with our first matchup, and that is Scott Barber, who beat in a close match Will Gilbert, is taking on Frankie Mitchell from Down Under. Uh, she beat Josh North in her round of 32. Uh, the next game will be Drew Bucksbaum taking on Anna Piper. Drew beat out Vernon Heggie, and Anna Piper beat out Scott Grimes. That was like our second game of the tournament, that was... Uh, uh, way back in the day. Uh, then the next one will be Nathan McQuinn versus Josh Bomback. Um, Nathan beat Drew McClurg. And Josh beat Brian Harris. And then Eric Ede versus Caroline Bronstein. I think that's going to be a heavy hitter episode. Mm-hmm. Eric Ede took out Jody Steele. And Caroline Bronstein took out Nick Groves's, uh thought that guy who he was planning was going to win it all, Brian Nash. Uh, so, yeah, those are two really good opponents, but everybody's a good opponent here on Throwback Trivia Takedown, of course. <laughs> All right, and then our second half of the bracket. Uh, Runner-up last year, Josh Wenrick beat Madeline Garvey, and he will be taking on perennial trivia knowledge base Cheyenne Fletcher, who beat Luke Leavenworth. Ian Schultze took out the big bad bee sting of Bing Cow, and he will be taking on Jeremy Goodson, who boot up, who beat out the awesome Brian McClure. And then Megan Walsh, who beat Matthew Kirk, will be taking on Michael Turner, who beat Donald Fuller. And then the last match will be another grudge match. Dan Lumberg, who beat Kelly McClure, will be taking on Nick Groves, who beat Will Dennison. So we have some awesome matches coming up all right well let's see how this one pans out in one corner it's time to eat your manicotti while doing naughty karate with the illuminati it's scotty too hotty barber i like that one as usual i had no idea where you're going with it as a as a that's the first time i've ever been introduced with that sort of fanfare and i do appreciate the creativity scotty (laughs) remind everyone at home a little bit about you uh, boring accountant from West Virginia. Uh, not much else to say about that. Just a uh, uh, guy who likes a little bit of trivia, especially pop culture is the reason uh, this is one of my absolute favorite podcasts to listen to, much less be on. You are the reigning champ. I'm going to bring it up pretty much every time. You are the man to beat. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, flukes all the way around. Smoke and mirrors. Don't believe well, it. Let's see how the, your contender does. In the other corner, grab your esky and head to the bottle-o for a coldie. It's Frankie Mitchell, Australian for awesome. <laughs> Frankie, Thanks, welcome man. back to the show. And remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh, my name's Frankie. I'm a primary school teacher and stay-at-home mom part-time. 
and I love listening to trivia. Happy to be t- today's human sacrifice, I forget, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how this game goes, but before we play it, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And I believe I've asked this question probably once before, but I still love this question. I'm going to ask again. Tell me, what is your favorite sandwich? And Frankie, bear in mind, if you say Vegemite, you will lose this. <laughs> Won't be Vegemite. I do love Vegemite, but not in a sandwich. I have to think about this. I'm thinking about this, too. This is this uh, already starting out with the tough questions. We need to have a, a tournament to narrow down all the sandwiches, <laughs> much like the not like the cereal tournament, right? Yeah, the, right. The, wow. yeah. Top ten, uh, John. Yeah, John will do a top ten sandwiches. Oh it. yeah, I'd be totally down for that. Gosh, favorite sandwich? You know, I'll go ahead and throw one out there. I'm a sucker for a good club sandwich. It's got a little bit of everything, even a little fancy toothpick down the top. So, big fan of the club sandwich. All right. Yeah. That is a good one. I think I'd probably just stick with a, a chicken salad sandwich. Can't beat a classic fresh bread, crunchy lettuce. All right. Uh, both good choices. Uh, the correct answer uh, <laughs> would have been the fantastic Cubano sandwich, which I think Ooh. is just the ma- the most masterful sandwich ever constructed. But I'll be honest, given the choice, I do love a good chicken salad sandwich. So this one's going to go to Frankie. She'll get to pick first in round one. Very fair. Also, it doesn't help that I do not like raw tomatoes, and so that puts the club sandwich kind of in a, uh, in a yeah. downfall. I don't like raw tomatoes either, but for some reason on a club sandwich, it hits just right. It's kind of like well, an MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. <laughs> when the mutton, mutton is mutton nice, and nice and lean. lean. Yeah, of course. Tomatoes just right. <laughs> See, it's similar to me in a Cubano. I actually don't like pickles on no. a sandwich, except for in a Cubano, where for some reason it just works. Right. It, it works, take them off. right? That's the way yeah. some stuff, isn't it funny how some stuff just hits like it? Okay. Yeah. We're going to pump, <laughs> pump this over to now our three-person podcast that we're going to have with uh, I'll be all about sandwiches. I'll be podcast about sandwiches. I'm all there. <laughs> awesome. All right, Frankie, what category would you like to start us off in? I will start with, let's start with food, seeing as we're on the topic. There you go. Brilliant segue. And your decade is the 60s. Originally developed in West Germany in 1959 as Fanta Clear Lemon Fanta, what soda was introduced in the United States under its current brand name in 1961 as a competitor to 7-Up? I feel like I've heard this recently. I want to say Fanta because you had in the question, that's orange. 
I'm trying to think which which soft drinks we have here that you would have over there. I think I'll go with I'll go with Sprite. Sprite is correct. Phew. <laughs> Good job. Good job logicing that out. That's mm-hmm. kind of the same direction I was. If if you wouldn't have said fan in your name, I would have totally went fan because I know it's origins. But yeah, good yeah, call. Good, good job. All right, over to Scott. Oh, let's go with music. Why not? Music. Your decade is the two thousands. Gwen Stefani's two thousand and five single "Holla Back Girl" was written by Stefani and the Neptunes, a production and songwriting duo made up of Chad Hugo and what happy singer and sometime coach on The Voice. Uh, the only way I think I can work my way into this is through happy. And uh, they, if it's the happy song I'm thinking of, I'm thinking Pharrell. So let's just go with Pharrell. Pharrell is correct. Good deal. For the record, Tacky is a better song than Happy, in my opinion. Is that Weird Al? Is yeah, that of a, the Weird Al parody? Yeah, <laughs> I love Weird Al, but I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I, oh. like Happy, I think Happy is the oh. better song. Ouch. And I just saw Weird Al two nights ago in concert. I know. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer for the movie yet? To the, yes. The, <laughs> yes, yeah. we did see the trailer. It looks ridiculous. It's like... It looks ridiculous. Can't yeah, wait. <laughs> I mean, I, I realized that it was all just kind of like this insane kind of joke thing when they had a hot weird Al. Like at first I was like, what is this? And then I saw it. Oh, and then I rewatched it. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is a joke. <laughs> uh, real quick story. And I might cut this out. Um, he, he, he was getting ready to play a song and he said, you all might know that I have a movie coming out. So I wrote a song for the movie. So we're going to play it. So the lights go out as if he's going to ready to play it. And then immediately goes back up and he goes, but I signed an NDA. So we can't play it now. <laughs> <laughs> And then he that's then he ended great. up playing then he ended up playing the theme to UHF. Oh, nice. oh, that's great! All right, over to Frankie. I will choose fashion, please. Fashion for Frankie, and it's the fifties. Named after a mistress of King Louis the Fifteenth of France, what men's hairstyle was worn by early country rock and roll and movie stars such as Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Chuck Berry? That went in a direction I wasn't ready for. Um, I'm thinking, sort of have like those duck bill coif kind of hairstyles. Um, do you mind reading the question again, please? Sure. Named after a mistress of King Louis the Fifteenth of France, what men's hairstyle was worn by early country rock and roll and movie stars such as Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Chuck Berry? The mistress part is throwing me off. Oh, I know I'm going to kick myself, but I don't have a guess for this one. All right. Scott, can you steal? I was really hoping you guessed something to take something off the table. but uh, And as much as I would love if there was a duckbill mistress somewhere in uh, Louis the Fifteenth days, I'll have to try to guess something French and guess uh, bouffant. So I'll just guess bouffant. Buffant is incorrect. Oh, all right. Adam, you have a guess? I have a guess on this one. Is it Pompadour? Pompadour is what oh, I was looking there for. there it is. There it is. Nice. All right. No points there. And back over to Scott. What category would you like? Uh, let's go movies. Okay. And it's the 80s. Rodney Ansel 
was an Australian cattle grazer who became famous in 1977 after he was stranded in extremely remote country in the Northern Territory. And the story of his survival for 56 days with limited supplies became news headlines around the world. He served as the inspiration for the titular character in what 1986 film? Yeah, I'll need a reread of that, please. Rodney Ansell was an Australian cattle grazer who became famous in 1977 after he was stranded in extremely remote country in the Northern Territory. And the story of his survival for 56 days with limited supplies became news headlines around the world. He served as the inspiration for the titular character in what 1986 film? 86 titular character. <sighs> Urgh. I don't know this at all. Um, 1986, titular character. I've got nothing. Um, since this is an Australian question, I'm sure I'm going to get this picked right off. But um, let's just see. 86, 86. Let me think for a second. 86. I'm trying to think of some big movies of 86, and I can't just can't run across it. Okay. Um, not with any title characters. So, all right, I'm going to kick myself, but I'll, I'll have to pass. All right. Frankie, can you steal? I don't think I can either. All the movies I'm thinking of don't have characters in the, in the name, um, like Wake Up Pride or, yeah, something along those lines. Um, I'm just going to say Mad Max. <laughs> you say what? Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max is incorrect. Adam, do you know this one? No, did she go the wrong way and shit? No, no, titular. No, I have I have no idea on this one either. I am so disappointed in all of you. When I when I think of uh, uh, an Australian who who can survive in the bush, I think of oh, crocodile, crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee. Wow. Good Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a layup I missed. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious day. Crocodile Dundee. That was a, that's a well-worded question to really throw everybody <laughs> yeah. off the scent of that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it right it's it reads like it sounds like a drama when you're reading it that way, and yeah. and you just don't go that direction. That's uh, my original I, version of that question had a titular character starring Paul Hogan, and I figured that would be yeah. way oh, too easy, yeah. so I took that way part out. Yeah. All right, All I right. believe we are back to Frankie. We are. Oh, great. Um. I will go slang, please. Okay. Slang and it's the 90s. All right. This question is brought to us by Jody Steele. Thank you, Jody. This directional phrase indicates you're willing or agreeable to do something. Directional. I'm thinking, I don't want to give too much weight, but I'm thinking it's right on or, oh, maybe down. I'm down to do it. I'll guess down. Down is correct. Yep, nice job. Glad I got there. Went through a few more directions before I just settled on right. <laughs> All right, back to Scott. And left we have TV, toys and games, sports, news, and literature. Let's go TV. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. What stellar and lunar Actress starred as the titular character in the NBC sitcom Punky Brewster. Mm, stellar and lunar. 
I like that with the middle name there. Uh, I believe that was Soleil Moonfry. Soleil Moonfry is correct. French for sun and then the word moon. And then frying because food is delicious. <laughs> Fry, I love fried food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Frankie, what category would you like? I think I'll go toys and games, please. Your decade is also the 80s. This is going to be a hard question for anybody. Great. Great. Oh, that's that's awesome. (laughs) What is the collective name of the pair of Nintendo characters named Popo and Nana? Yep, you're right. That sounds impossible. Popo and Nana. A collective name. I don't even know what kind of characters they are. I just learned the other day that a a group of zebras is a dazzle of zebras, so I'm going to guess a dazzle. Dazzle is incorrect. Scott, can you ah. steal? No, I don't think I can. What, can I get a reread, though, just to mm-hmm. hope to pull something out of it? What is the collective name of the pair of Nintendo characters named Popo and Nana? And this is 80s? Mm-hmm. Popo, Nana, collective name, Nintendo. Um, what would it be? Got nothing on this one, too. It's embarrassing. Um. No, let's just um, let's just end the uh, misery and say centipede. Centipede is incorrect. All right, uh, what is it, Adam? I'm guessing you don't know this one because this is not a game that we played. Uh, they were called the Ice Climbers. <laughs> never wow. heard of the game. Never heard of the characters. That's a new one on me too. All <laughs> right, let's go ahead and move on. And Scott, I believe you're picking. Yeah, let's go sports. Okay. Three times in a row, it is the 80s. The 1980 Olympics Miracle on Ice is one of the most storied moments in amateur sports. Who was the head coach of this legendary team? Oh, gosh, why am I blanking on this? This is now very embarrassing. Um, um, His last name. Hold on, give me a second. Oh, this is embarrassing. I can name all kinds of players, and I just can't. Uh, Not the head coach. Hmm. Oh, I know all about him. I don't want to give too much away by talking it out, but this this is killing me. Um, I thought they were talking about ice skating, like ice dancing, Scott. So talk away. (laughs) I don't think I don't think you're going to give anything away to me. No, Dan. I'm sure Dan Lumberg's going to listen to this, and he's going to murder me for even taking this long (laughs) if I even get it. as he should, uh, deservedly so. Um, come on, brain, think of things. I'm just going to guess last name Mitchell. Mitchell is incorrect. Crap. Uh, Frankie, can you steal? No, I can't. As I said, I was thinking Torval and Dean, Tonya Harding, and then I was like, maybe they're not talking about ice skating. Um, I will guess a Lucky Johnson. Johnson? is incorrect adam you better know this one i knew you were gonna do that and uh-huh. i was trying to so not you're doing indicate. like me i uh. don't I, all right i remember his first name is like herb yes I first think. name's herb i've got first name's down. herb and i brooks is coming to me as the last name herb brooks yeah. is who okay. i was looking for okay. that's it crap <laughs> i don't know why i was thinking her the the problem is is i've got so much other like 
when I think of Herb now, I think of Herb Dean with the UFC. And okay. I couldn't get past Herb Dean in my mind. So it's not Herb Dean. It's Herb. Uh, it's Herb Brooks. <laughs> Stupid. Ugh. All right, Frankie, we got news and politics and literature left. At the risk that it's a comic book question, I'm going to go literature, please. Yeah, it's coming at you. And it's the 2000s. What 2000 novel by Zadie Smith focuses on the later lives of two wartime friends, the Bangladeshi Samad Iqbal and the Englishman Archie Jones? It is centered around the Britain about sorry. It is centered around Britain's relationship with immigrants from the British Commonwealth. I haven't read any Sadie Smith, which is a bit embarrassing. I I do know one novel that was really huge, so I'm probably gonna guess that and say On Beauty. Sorry, could you say it one more time? On Beauty. On Beauty is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? No, I don't know this one at all. I'll just put everybody other mystery quiz and just pass on this. Yeah. All right. Uh, this was a book I had to read in college, uh, which is called White Teeth. Hmm. Okay. okay. All right. And we're going to end with uh, news and politics for Scott. Adam, what's his decade going to be? We are, and it's the 60s. On July 19th, 1960, Trans-Australian Airlines Flight 408 took off from Sydney to Brisbane. On board was Alex Hildebrandt who, during the flight, would take place in Australia's first what? Repeat that, please. (laughs) On July 19th, 1960, Trans-Australia Airlines Flight 408 took off from Sydney to Brisbane. On board was Alex Hildebrandt, who, during the flight, would take place in in Australia's first what? 1960. During the flight... You know what? Part, I wrote take place, and I think I meant to write take part. Okay, take that's part kind of what I was Australia's thinking there, yeah. Take part in Australia's first, what? July 19th, 1960, mid-flight place in Australia's first what? Uh, I'll just guess presidential election. Don't know. Presidential election is incorrect. Sure. Frankie, can you steal? Um, Probably not. I like it better when you have more American questions because I feel like I have more of an excuse when I don't know them. Every time you say, in Australia, I'm like, crap, I'm not going to know this one. It looks really bad. (laughs) Um, I'm going to guess that it was like first um, air hostage heist situation, like uh, in-air takeover. I'm not sure exactly what you would call it. Okay. In air takeover is an acceptable answer. I was looking for hijacking. (laughs) Hijacking. Thank goodness. Good job. I wasn't thinking that direction at all. That's interesting. All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? We have had some tough questions. um, And Frankie has a slight lead. She has 30 to Scott's 20. All right. Well, Frankie got to pick first in round one. So, Scott, you are going to pick for her first here in round two. What category would you like to give her? Let's go with sports. Adam. Oh, yeah. It's my, my job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I completely blanked. It's 2000s. Sorry. Now I have to do Roman numerals in my head real quick. Oh, okay. In Australia. <laughs> the 27th. 
The 27th Summer Olympic Games in Sydney, Australia, <laughs> began during September of 2000. Two events made their Olympic debut at these games. Name either one of them. A hint, both sports start with a T. Okay. I'm glad he gave me a, a, um, a letter. I think, I think it might be Taekwondo. I think I remember there was a bit of news about that. Taekwondo is correct. Awesome. Yep, good job. And the other one was the triathlon. Okay, I wouldn't have done oh, that. I didn't realize it was that new. Wow. All right. Frankie, what category do you want to give to Scott? I will give him, I will give him fashion, please. Okay. All right. One of your top ones. And we're staying in the 2000s. This question is brought to us by Nick Groves. Thank you, Nick. <clears throat> Launched in 2007, which luxury fashion brand shares its name with the founder's younger siblings, one of whom is an Avenger? Younger siblings. One is an Avenger. I'm trying to think of the Avengers that have siblings that are in fashion. Let's see here. Let's think. No, no. Not that I know of. Can I get a reread of that? Mm-hmm. Launched in 2007, which luxury fra- fashion fashion brand shares its name with the founder's younger siblings, one of whom is an Avenger? Oh. <laughs> Going through my Avengers again. It's just um, um, 2007. So recent. Um. I don't know. I'll just guess Mark Jacobs. I've got nothing better. I don't think it's right. Mark Jacobs is incorrect. Frankie, can you steal? I think so. I think it might be Mary Kate and Ashley's siblings. And I think Elizabeth also might be in one division. I think so. And I think the fashion label is called Elizabeth James. Elizabeth James is correct good job nice very good good pull yeah i picked up on the uh, scarlet witch bit because the uh, sisters are in fashion but i had no idea on yeah i would have never got the brother yeah Uh -uh. all right all right and i don't know where are we uh scott's picking i'm picking yeah Yeah, you got uh, the steel that's right yeah uh let's go literature okay literature and it's the 70s The Rachel Papers is an award-winning novel that tells the story of an angst-ridden late teen superego called Charles Highway as he preps for his exam at what university, the oldest in the English-speaking world. I have no idea what what book that is, and I should be able to get it from the clue, but I never remember which which one is the oldest. It's one of those ones. I'm going to... Mm, I'm going to guess Oxford. Oxford is correct. Oh. Good job. <laughs> wow. That was a lucky guess. All right. Now you got to pick a category for Scott. I will choose music. All right. Music for Scott. And it's the 50s. Ooh. What R&B doo-wop group had hits like Yakety Yak and Charlie Brown would also help you protect the surface of your table. Hmm. I've heard these songs. I don't know that I know the, uh, I don't know that I know this group. Protect the surface of your table. Um, protect the surface of your table. That'd be the, 
heard her songs a million times. That's the problem with 50 songs with me. I know all the songs. I don't know the, the groups. Um, let's go with the, um, let's go with the placemats. I've got nothing on that. The placemats is incorrect. Yep. Frankie, can you steal? I'm the same. Like I know the songs, but I don't know any of those groups either. So I was just thinking the table route as well. So the lacquers, the the linoleums, the tablecloths. But um, <laughs> I'm going to say the veneers. That sounds like a cool group. The veneers. The veneers does sound like a pretty cool <laughs> band name. Unfortunately, it is incorrect. Okay. Adam, do you know your fifties music? No, I would I would have guessed the lacquers. Like <laughs> some that Frankie kind of threw out there. This is the coasters. Oh. Oh, the coasters. Of course. Oh, then Man. of course. Of course. Man. Woo. All right. That's a good hint. No points there. And I believe Scott, you are now picking for Frankie. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go um news and pol- oh no, um uh, yeah, news and politics. Okay. All right, you sure? Yeah. Okay, all right. (laughs) And it's the 2000s. What popular online community was launched during August of 2000 by creators Scott Jarkoff, Matt Stevens, and Angelo Satira? The site was created to help users share and discuss their own artwork and and the creations of others. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe... Maybe something like Pinterest. You can sort of, it's not particularly the artwork though. Etsy's more about selling. Oh, maybe, tum- uh, maybe Tumblr. Not really cool enough to know what <laughs> these things are. Um, I'll guess Tumblr, I think. Tumblr is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? When. Frankie said Pinterest. That really sounded right to me, so I'm just going to guess Pinterest. Pinterest is also incorrect. Okay. I was looking for DeviantArt. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard of that. I've never heard of that one. Like I said, not right. enough. <laughs> <laughs> no points there, but that's all right. Frankie, you now have to pick a category for Scott. Left we have movies, TV, Toys and games, slang, and food. I'll go movies, please. All right. Movies for Scott. And it's the 50s. (laughs) Kim is a 1950 adventure film about an orphan of a British soldier during the British Raj who poses as a Hindu and is torn between his loyalty to to a Buddhist mystic and aiding the English Secret Service. It stars Errol Flynn... And what actor? Best known for playing Al in Quantum Leap as the title character. Is that Dean Stockwell? I'll guess Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell is correct. Okay. Good pull. Good pull. Awesome. Don't get it without the hint, though. Yeah, I figured I needed to put that in there, or else no one was really going to get that. I've never heard of any of that other stuff at all, so yeah. All, all right, right, Scott. What category do you want to give to Frankie? Oh, let's go with toys. Like it is the 2000s. Name this abstract strategy game where everyone starts with the same set of Tetris-like pizzas and players start by putting one piece in the corner of the board closest to themselves. 
They continue one by one until there's no room left on the board. Hmm. Not sure what that could be. Tetris-like pieces, you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I heard pizzas. I did not. I, I totally heard. <laughs> Thank you, because I thought, oh, I must just need my breakfast, because I'm sure I said pizza. Um, That's funny. Do they fill up the board? It sounds fun, but I can't think of what it could be. No, I'm not sure that I even have a guess. I'm going to pass. All right, Scott, can you steal? Not at all. I don't know this one at all. Um, can I get a reread, though, just in case something picks up? Mm-hmm. And I will make sure to enunciate a little bit better this time. <laughs> Name this abstract strategy game where everyone starts with the same set of Tetris-like pieces and players start by putting one piece in the corner of the board closest to themselves. They continue one by one until there's no room left on the board. Yeah, I've got nothing. Uh, let's go. Uh, sounds a little like perfection, even though it's 20 years too late. Let's go perfection. Perfection is incorrect. This is one of our favorite uh, sort of easy family games to play if we don't have a lot of time. It is called Blockus. Okay. So if you've never played it, I highly recommend the game. It's a very easy game to learn. Wow. Okay. All right. No points. And... Frankie, you're picking for Scott? I'll give Scott slang, please. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. What slang term for someone who is out of it first appears not in official government documents, but in a 1948 sci-fi novel by Robert A. Heinlein of the same name? The 1969 moon landing fueled the fire for this term's use in the 70s. Sorry, could you read that again, please? Sure. What slang term for someone who is out of it first appears not in official government documents, but in a 1948 sci-fi novel by Robert A. Heinlein of the same name? The 1969 moon landing fueled the fire for this term's use in the 1970s. I'm not sure. When I asked you to read that again... It is Scott's oh, question. Oh, sorry, Scott. Uh, sorry. Me, right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I mean, feel free to talk it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely need more breakfast. Apologies. It's funny. Um, Official documents is the only thing got me hung up. Uh, um, Someone out of it. Official documents. Moon landing. Um, What would the official documents be? Gosh. Out of it. I'm just going to say spaced out. I've got nothing else. Spaced out is incorrect. Yeah. Mikey, can you steal? Mm, that's what I was going to say because that's what I just did. I spaced out. Um, yeah. yeah, now I'm not sure if I have a guess. Spaced out, out of this world. Hmm. I think of, yeah, something space related. And it was a term that you, you're out of your mind or you. You're out of it. Out of it. No, I'll just say out of this world. I thought it was going to be spaced out. Out of this world is incorrect. Uh, Spaced out was close. I'm looking for space cadet. Space cadet makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hey, John, how many points do you have in this game, by the way? (laughs) Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're winning the game. Congratulations. (laughs) 
Nine. I think I count nine missed questions, John. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, left we have TV Uh, and food. Let's go food. All right. Frankie's getting some food. And it's from the 70s. This Frankenstein of a dish was made with condensed tomato soup, unflavored gelatin, and a can of brand name pasta. It was often topped with Vienna sausages. Gross. That sounds disgusting. Why is it always gelatin? Yeah, it's <laughs> the, yeah. the gelatin gets me every time. Although those Vienna sausages on the top, that doesn't sound good either. Um, I know they like to do all those gelatin molded dishes. I don't know who would eat that. Um, they've probably got a special name, but I can't think of what it would be. I'm going to say tomato surprise. Tomato surprise does sound gross <laughs> and is unfortunately incorrect. Scott, can you steal? This sounds an awful lot like SpaghettiOs, so I'm just going to guess SpaghettiOs. I need you to be more specific. More specific than SpaghettiOs? Mm-hmm. Haven't you got enough points tonight, John? SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, with uh, meat. Yeah. with meat is incorrect. Oh, Adam, right. Do you know the name of this monstrosity? I, I don't know the name of the monstrosity, but I'm going to guess just because if you throw like mayonnaise on something, you call it this, or you throw it like gelatin on something, you call it this. Is it SpaghettiO salad? It is not SpaghettiO salad. Oh. It was called SpaghettiO Jello. Oh, yeah. Well, that was tough. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. So John is now leading with 10? Big, big time. He's got, yeah, he's got <laughs> more points cow. than y'all combined. It's a runaway for John. All right. Yeah. All right. That uh, leaves us with... Uh, leaves TV for me, yeah. Yep, TV for it does. And it's the 90s. Okay. What wet bandit narrated the show The Wonder Years as an adult Kevin Arnold looking back on his childhood? is his name it's uh it's not joe pesci it's um not joe pesci the tall guy with curly hair it's daniel stern it's daniel stern (laughs) daniel stern (laughs) is correct all right very good all right that is the end of round two adam what is our score going into the final round well, John, you are clobbering them tonight. Uh, you've got 100 points. Uh, Frankie, though, is in the lead with 60 to Scott's 40. I got All right. Well, let's find out what categories we're going to have in our final round. Frankie, since you were in the lead, what category would you like? I'm going to pick fashion, please. Okay. And the decade will be the 90s. All right. And Scott. Let's go sports. Going sports. And that decade will be the 70s. All right. So based on 90s fashion and 70s sports, please go ahead and write down your bids. SpaghettiO Jello. Just disgusting. What the heck is wrong with people? <laughs> What's worse is like you put it in a bunt cake and then you make the SpaghettiO Jello. And then when you undo it, you put the Vienna sausages right in the hole in the middle yeah. of there. It's funny, John. I remember, like, we ate Vienna sausages when we were kids, like, real young. Yeah. Like, I kind of remember them being around the house. Yes. And then they just disappeared, and it's for the best. I, th- I think it's because we finally were able to afford, you know, something better than just Vienna sausages. Yeah. 
We upgraded to hot dogs. Right, just let me know when you got your bid written down. I, I think I'm okay. Give me just a second here. Uh, Vienna sausages for you guys, like little, um, do they have like red skin on them and it's sort of unknown meat inside? It definitely unknown meat. There's no red okay. skin. It's it's basically just yeah, skinless. Yeah, and they're canned. Unknown meat. Yeah. Too. they're always canned. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yeah, canned, we call yeah. them footy franks over here. Foot, footy. Franks. Yeah, my daughter had her first footy frank at a party the other day, and then proceeded to eat five <laughs> in about two minutes. <laughs> well, it sounds like whatever you get down there is better than the crud we're getting up here. I, I would hope so. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go with that. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's start off with your '90s fashion question. What type of animal does fashion designer Mark Echo use as a mascot for Echo Unlimited? And this question was brought to us by Nick Groves. And for '70s sports, in October 1972. The World Hockey Association began play. It continued until 1979 and, to date, was the most successful competitor to the NHL. Four teams merged from the WHA to the NHL in 1979. Name any one of them. Adam, this is me poking you. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's my time to shine. I am going to uh, remind everybody out there, check out... Comics Unlimited uh, and all the other fantastic shows. Oh, comic! Check out Comics Underground and all the other fantastic shows you can find on the Beef Up Network. Uh, Frankie won't be listening because she's not a comics fan. <laughs> but John started up a new podcast called Comics Unlimited. Nope. Everybody out there, <laughs> John created a new podcast called Comics Underground. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, but if you have any other nostalgic things you love, just go to beefopnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com. I'm locked in. All right, I'm, I'm locked in. All right, let's find out how we did. Scott, since you were behind, please tell us the answers to the questions. Sure. Uh, Mark Echo. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the exact one you're looking for, but I know they use a rhino for some of their stuff, so... I'm going to guess Rhino on that. And for the 70s sports question for hockey, again, I'm embarrassing myself with my lack of hockey knowledge, even though I should be better at it. I'm pretty sure the Calgary Flames is one of the world hockey leagues, the, the teams that came over. So I'm going to guess Calgary. All right. And Frankie. I also said a rhinoceros for the Echo Burn. And I had no idea for the hockey question. Um, and I feel like it's just going to give my brother an excuse to talk hockey to me even more. But I guess <laughs> Dallas Stars and hope that maybe they were a hockey team. All right. Let's find out the answers to the questions for 90s fashion. Uh, what type of animal does fashion designer Mark Echo use as a mascot? It is indeed the rhinoceros. And for 70 sports, in October 1972, the World Hockey Association began to play. In 1979, the four teams that merged were the Edmonton Oilers, the New England Whalers, who became the Carolina Hurricanes, the Quebec Nordiques, which became the Colorado Avalanche, and the Winnipeg Jets, who became oh. the Arizona Coyotes. 
Mm, so Flames isn't one of them. Okay. So nobody no got points for anybody. their bids. Let's right. find out how this turned out. Scott, how much did you bid? Uh, zero, because I didn't have any faith in the fashion question. I missed the hockey question. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, Frankie, this all sits on you. I also bet zero because I didn't have any, right. any confidence in the sport question <laughs> at all. All right, Adam, do that math and tell us what the final result was. Probably the easiest final math I've had to do yet. Our giant killer, Frankie Mitchell, wins the day by taking out former champ. She wins it with 60 to Scott's 40. Well done. A true job. underdog I, story. I am Great in job. shock. I was um, Great job. just coming to meet Scott and have a good time and prepare to lose graciously. So. I yeah, I've told everybody I'm not as good as everybody thinks I am, and uh, if you, but you nailed it today. You ran through a hard set of questions and, and got the win. Well-deserved, well-played, great job. Hats off. All right. Well, frankly, uh, we're going to hear from you a little bit later. Adam, who can she expect to play? She'll be playing either Drew Buxbaum or Anna Piper. All right, so uh, we look forward to you, you you making our scheduling life a little bit more difficult. <laughs> and uh, Scott, I've never, I haven't had to say this to you in tournament play in a yeah. while. Uh, leave us with some words of wisdom, sir. Uh, no words of wisdom other than thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on, and uh, I'm always surprised I win any of the games. I know it sounds. Uh, like false humility, but I really, uh, again, I just uh, like to play and uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to play. So thanks for having me on is all I got to say, man. All right. Well, that's Adam and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.